we are down three games to none, I think you're a little crazy. And I think you're looking to excuse it away. At the end of the day, I posted this on Facebook this morning. If you shoot free throws in the first half, does Kevin Durant not go for 43? Guys, we have no answer for Kevin Durant. He was shooting the ball from all over the gym. From all over it. He just had it. Steph had an all-time bad game last night. You lost by eight. Guys, this team, LeBron James, it is every player on Golden State would be the Cavaliers' second best player. All the way down. All the way down. I think their I think their bench is better than most of our starters. And I've been saying it from the beginning. If you want to blame anybody for being down three games to none, you know who it is? I'll tell you who to blame. It's not a Cleveland Cavalier. It's not anybody in the front. Well, maybe the front office here. It's not anybody on the Golden State Warriors, and it's definitely not the referees. You know who's to blame for last night? Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge is to blame for last night. He stole probably the second or third best point guard in the league from you and gave you nothing in return. And I'm the one guy who told you that the day after the Kyrie Irving trade. The rule in the NBA has always been, lose the star, lose the trade. Now, I know what you're thinking. Stansbury, you had to get him out of here. He said he didn't want to play. He said he was going to get the surgery. All this. Fine. You didn't have to get take. You didn't have to get tooken. You didn't have to get, like, smoked in a trade. Danny Ainge hoodwinked you for Kyrie Irving. And you lost this series the day that happened. And if you didn't know that, I, how come? If I knew that, everybody needed to know that. Everybody needed to know that. And I still maintain, dude, everybody wants to talk to me about the NFL troubles. The NBA is one team and one player in the East. How is this? How does this business model expand? What if LeBron just says after game four, when they get swept, you know what? I'm done and walks away. Boston's not quite ready. Philly's not quite ready. And then Golden State's just going to sail again, again. I think you just got to enjoy LeBron James while you have him. Adrian Wojnarowski yesterday, one of the most respected NBA writers in the country, says, get ready for it. LeBron will be a Los Angeles Laker. That that's what he's hearing. He will be a Laker. Now, I've said from the beginning, I think it's Rockets, but I have also said, look, I don't know exactly where he goes. I just know he goes. But I don't think it was free throws. I really don't. Do you? Is that what you think happened? Um, I think really what you get caught up in here is a lot of mental masturbation when it comes to sports. And we we get into these like, well, what if situations? Like, what if JR wouldn't have, you know, made that knucklehead decision in game one? Or what if, you know, the trade would have been better? Or what if, you know, Kevin Love never got his arm ripped out of the socket in that Boston series three years ago? I mean, like, we can can do all those things, but but like, that all did happen. All all, all that matters, like, because it is mental masturbation. Like, yeah, it feels good to think about like well what if what if what if but at the end of the day we're just sitting there playing with ourselves it's not we're not we're not we're not really doing anything there um really what this boils down to for me is that the golden state warriors are just a better basketball team than the cleveland cavaliers there's no debating it which by the way is not a knock And, and 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 really what it comes down to is if Kyrie were still on the team, they would be a better team. They're like when I you said when too. you said you know you felt like it was all over when that Kyrie trade happened, I felt like it was all over when Kevin Durant signed with the Warriors. And I don't think anything else has even come close. That's I mean, even come close to like being able to run with that right now. So like, no, Kyrie it, probably makes it a six game series, but you probably still lose. I mean, he made, I mean, it was a five game series with him last year. You that, know what I mean? Fair, fair. So like that that's that's really where I am right now with this. Is like I'm very at peace with the fact of like. 
Warriors are just uh, like arguably the best basketball team that have ever played together in the NBA. Like it's just hard. To, uh, what are you going to do when you can have what people are telling me is the best shooter in league history have an all time bad performance in an NBA Finals game and you still lose by eight? They're special, man. They just are. And when the game started and we were up like what? I think it was like like 10, 12 early. Yeah, I early knew we were it, in yeah. trouble. I knew we were in trouble in the first quarter. Felt too good. Uh, yeah. Every, I saw all the tweets. I saw all the Facebook posts. And I was like, guys, you win NBA games in the fourth quarter, not the first. And we're, dude, we're, this is too early. The spurt. And, dude, the LeBron dunk was amazing. Don't get me wrong. That was amazing. And, dude, he is something else. You're 15 and he's still a highlight reel. You're 15 and he still does stuff where you're like, I can't believe. I just watched that guy do that. One of the greatest moments of his career. I mean, that was just so impressive in the right moment. It was just such a like a thunderous, you know, play that that certainly will be. They said it last night. I think Mark Jackson said it during the during the game. Is that they're going to be talking about that, showing that highlight for decades to come? Oh, he'll be dead. Decades and it'll to be come. it'll be it'll be on B roll, yeah, and be on like you know highlight shows and that kind of stuff. He's amazing. And dude, Fantone's been telling you guys this since the beginning of the season. Just enjoy him. Win, lose, stay, go, whatever it is, just enjoy them while you have them. Because what you got to remember is, and again, I know I'm champion Kyrie Irving, right. but remember when we didn't have LeBron and all we yeah. have is Kyrie Irving? You won 20 so games. Yeah, you won 20 games. LeBron James is the ultimate equalizer, and I almost feel bad for the guy. Yeah. I, I really do. The guy's playing against NBA Jam lineups, and he is keeping a team full of nobody's close. It's LeBron and a bunch of also-rans. I, I think, if anything, that probably gives him a little bit of, I don't want to say comfort, because he knows he's going to lose. And he you could hear it last night in the post-game conference. He was talking. Oh, I didn't hear it. And he was just so complimentary of the Warriors. Games one and two, you could tell he was a little angrier. He was a little bit more like, dude, we can come back off of this, especially after one. Um, but well, you, after could, one, yeah. you, could, you could hear it last night in his voice where he was just talking about how good they are. And like, it's true, dude, it is. Um, but if, if, if he were to go to... Any other situation right now, he's going to continue to make that team a contender. If he goes into a good situation right now, it's arguably if if he can do this with Jordan Clarkson and he can do this with you know Kevin Love playing, playing right you know if if he can keep them this close he's got to be running through his mind well what could I do with Philly what could I do with Houston what could I do with a you know with a team with other guys on it that are actually going to be able to support me now you can make the argument of well he's the one who put this team together and it's his fault and blah 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 you have to remember a lot of these contracts a lot of these contracts got locked before the Kevin Durant signing and I think the Cavaliers as constructed at that point, we're able to have a good competitive series with those Warriors as constructed. I would agree. You with know that. what I'm saying? Yeah, like, you know, the, the, when it was the big yeah. three versus the big three, and it was uh, then all of a sudden it's the big four. That's when everything went, got thrown for a tailspin. And uh, you know, Le- Le- LeBron for all of his greatness has also cost the Cavaliers some stuff, too. There's no question about it. That's true. The transaction works for me, though. I'm taking that transaction every time that I can. Well, I mean, dude, if, if you're doing things that end up worse for the Cavaliers, but you still end up in the NBA Finals, I mean, you can't really knock it that hard. I, I have been one of these guys who kind of knocks them for, for you know trying to play GM a little too much. I don't think he's great at it. 
But at the end of the day, he's got, you know, even next level above NBA player talent. And if he feels like he needs to do what he needs to do, then, then let him try to do it and try to put a team together. I knew this team. I knew, honestly, I knew when they traded Kyrie Irving and we got that lot from Boston. I said, there's nothing in this lot. There's nothing. None of these guys are worth anything. And then we go ahead and we have to upland that and trade all that stuff. And then when we, when we had it, dude, I remember saying it. I said, guys, I remember saying it the, the next day. If you think Jordan Clarkson is what keeps LeBron James in a Cavaliers jersey, I think you're crazy. I think you're crazy. And everybody told me, oh, Stansbury, you're just a hater. Oh, Stansbury, you're just negative. And this is what I always have to remind people. No. I have to sometimes, while in this chair, separate my fandom, separate the fact of myself that I grew up in Cleveland and that, that I grew up a Cavaliers fan. I have to separate that. I have to let my fanboy go a little bit and show you an objective picture of this. And I think at the end of the day, I'm just happy that they're good. Good enough to be there anyway. They're not good, actually. As a matter of fact, dude, the team is a disaster. LeBron James is good. And I'm just happy that he's good. And I'm just going to choose to enjoy it. Now, I was one of these people, full disclosure, that when he left and he went to Miami, I murdered him on social media, crushed him, called him the crying king, and all this stuff. All of it. All of it. But years later, being older, having a little bit more perspective, you know what? He came back. He got me a title. And I'm going to hold true to my word. And my word was, dude, if you come back here and you get us a title and you decide you want to go somewhere else for the rest of your career, I can't knock it. I've said it a hundred times. I want to be able to go and work wherever I want and to be able to supply the living for myself any which way I want. And I don't know how the hell I'm going to look at another professional person and say, you're not allowed to have what I wish I could have in my career. I don't know how I do that. Ultimately, at the end of the day, I'm just thankful that we're at least competitive. And I don't know if you want any more than that, but I really don't think this was a referee thing. I think Kevin Durant's one of the most effective NBA players in the league right now, and he can shoot the ball from all over the gym. He's just a problem, dude. He's long. He can defend. He can shoot. He's just a problem for NBA teams. And ultimately, like I said, I'm going to say it one more time and we'll move forward. I'm just thankful that we're at least competitive with having one, one player. More Stansbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 845 this morning, Mm -hmm. you know, I get tagged as a hater a lot. Mm -hmm. Oh, Stansbury, you just hate everything. Because I didn't like the Avengers movies. I don't like, you know, superhero movies and that kind of thing. People just tell me every time, you just don't like anything, man. You're a hater. Yeah. 845, I have a movie recommendation. Dude, I saw the best movie I've seen in a year last night. Wow. Wow. 845, I'll give you that. Okay. Oh my god, it was so good. Movie's so good, I'm going to watch it again before the weekend's over, I guarantee it. Wow. Guarantee it. Maybe twice. Wow. No, loved it. I thought Jaden James was retired, but apparently, dude, she's back on the scene, baby. Well, nobody re- nobody <laughs> retires from porn, <laughs> man. No, 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 seriously, 845, I'm going to give you a great right. recommendation. So good, dude. All right. So very good. So, I wasn't gonna. Okay. But... I kind of want to go to Slayer tonight, dude. Mm. I mean, Anthrax, Testament, Behemoth, Lamb of God, Slayer, Slayer's last tour. And I last night I was like, dude, just try and get tickets, right? Right. And I was like, nah, 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 you're staying up late tonight because of the Cavs. Last thing you want to do is stay up late again on Thursday and then go into Friday feeling like crap, right? Right. And then I wake up this morning, I drive into work, and, I, you know, and I'm, I'm sitting here before the show starts, and I pull up Facebook. And right now in Lakewood. Like 25 of my friends yeah. are all sitting around in the living room getting 
hammer drunk at 6.30 in the morning because they have a party bus taking them to Slayer tonight. And I thought to myself, well, I wouldn't do that. Like, <laughs> of course you wouldn't. No, no here's the thing. I, I, got, I got to admit it. I'm way too old for that. Like, I said to Fantone, I was like, all right, let's say you and I had a party bus okay. to go to Slayer tonight. And <laughs> Wait, how would we do that? Wait, how could that possibly happen? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't know how we could do that. All right. But if we did, all right. and Fantone said to me, dude, we should probably pregame at your apartment, man, before we head to Blossom, get all hammered for Slayer, right? Right. Like, dude, 3.30, man. <laughs> 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 I gotta tell you, dude. Show starts at like 5. I, do, I don't know. I, there's no way I could drink at 6.30 in the morning and make it all the way through Slayer tonight. Yeah, I mean, when you said, like, all right, I got 25 of my buddies drinking at 6.30 in the morning, I thought that was going to be, well, because they work third shift and they're listening to the Stansberry show and they're having a party or, like, something no, like us. that. <laughs> okay, but, like, um... <sighs> I can I can like day drink. I think even this job has given me the ability to really do anything in the morning. I know some people are like, "Oh my god, how could you eat that in the morning, bro? You could give me anything, literally any food on the face of the planet." Spaghetti eight thirty in the morning. Eight thirty in the morning. Sure. I chow down, yeah. no problem. Now I feel the same way about drinking because there will be times when like you know when we uh, we're on vacation and like me and my girlfriend will go camping or whatever. I'll start pounding beers at nine, and she's like, "What are you doing, dude? Like we gotta wait at least until dealing noon. with you, woman." And I'm like, "No, this is you know." So I think I could drink this early, but there's no way in hell I could make it that late. No if, way. If, if I start cracking Budweiser heavies and doing shots of Jack Daniels at 630 in the morning, your boy's out by noon? At the, at noon one? Yeah, no way. I mean, dude, you got black magic marker on my face by 11 a.m. <laughs> I just, there's no way. I'm too old now. Like, I can't do it. I um I love day drinking. I really do. I think it's Oh, it's fun. It is. It's, oh, fun. it's fun. But dude, that is a that's one hell of a long day right there. That is dedication to the game right there. Do you uh you ever think about that how we could be like day alcoholics? Well, so here's the thing. When I first took this job, I had friends who swore to me. Like, dude, is the show going to be good if you're not like getting hammered every night and like chasing chicks and all, all that? Right. And I said, yeah, dude. I said, people really thought the last show was a, more about that than it really was. It really wasn't. It's just the stuff that stuck out. Day right. in and day out, there wasn't that much of it. I said, yeah, I was a little worried about it. And then a buddy of mine hit me up who does mornings. And he's like, dude, Stansberry, by 12.15, I'm blacked out every day. He's like, dude, if you want to get drunk every day, you're still going to be able to do it. And I was like, I don't want that life. It was one of those things where I did kind of, like, you got to remember, I was coming off of, and my boss hates when I talk about this, but I was coming off a DUI a year ago, right? and I was just like, and I was, and I was examining my, my relationship with alcohol the, that whole year. Then I get this job, and I was like, okay, this is why this happened, right? This, you got that to prepare yourself, to tell yourself, like, dude, time right. to change your life a little right. bit. Right, right, like, right, we're right. heading into a new thing. Make sure you don't screw up this opportunity, and you have to change your relationship with alcohol. And so there, I, I didn't really want that life. Now, look, the weekend comes. I'm going to drink IPAs at dinner. I'm going to get hammered. And I'm going to have fun. I'm going to Uber home. It's not like alcohol is not to be demonized, but it is to be handled responsibly. And I, but so I know guys that do mornings that get off work and go drink all day. It's just I can't do it. It would, I, I don't it, want it. It would be, it, it's available to us, but I don't know. To me, what it always boils down to is like, dude, it just takes so much energy out of me. I feel like getting drunk, that's the thing where it's like, 
I'm exhausted the next day. I feel like crap the next day. Like, that's what I don't want to have to deal with. Dude, if I could just have the goods of it, you know, if I could just have the fun of it, of course I'm going to be a buzzbin at noon eating macho nacho and just sucking down drinks. But, like, yeah, there's a a backlash to it. So you're going to go to Slater now? You think it's out? Well, here's the thing. I haven't had a golf ball in a week either. Kind of want to do that. It's supposed to be 80 degrees today and nice. Okay. So, and it's not supposed to be that great over the weekend. From what I saw yesterday, I haven't seen a new weather report today. And I'd hate to miss out on that and then be stuck inside Friday and Saturday with it raining. I've seen Slayer 10 times, maybe, if not more. Um, I've met the band two times. So there's a little. Yeah, is it though? I mean, that's just it. Like, is it though? Or is like two years from now, Carrie King calls Tom Araya, like, dude, like, what are we doing here? I need some money, bro. Like, <laughs> right. Come on, let's like, go dude, back out. Jägermeister says they'll pay for us to go on tour. Are you sure? You sure you don't want to go do this? I mean, this is a ton of money. I don't know. I may end up going, man. But like seeing that photo, like, dude, these guys in this picture are older than me. Some of them, <laughs> like, older than me, and they're sitting around drinking Jack and Coke six thirty in the morning. Wait, dude, the party bus they say doesn't even get to their house till two thirty. They're hammered six thirty in the morning. Jesus, you losers, get jobs. What is the matter with you? You know what this is right here? It's jealousy. That's really what it is. <laughs> that's all. That's all it is right here. All right, if you have trouble getting up for work every day, there's a new alarm clock you're going to want. We'll give you the details next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Yo, guys. Fantone from The Stansberry Show. In summertime, it is officially upon us. And let me tell you something. No matter what you have planned for this summer, whether it's going camping, going out on the beach, maybe out on the boat, going swimming, whatever you want to do for summertime fun, it is going to be a lot easier when you don't have to worry about glasses or contacts, which is why I want you to talk to the good people at the Roholt Vision Institute. They're the people who did my LASIK surgery two years ago, man, and I am still seeing 2020 crystal clear. You could be doing the same. Now, if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery, I know you have a ton of questions, which is why they have so much information available to you at roholtvision.com. You can check out the financing options, take the self-evaluation test, see if you're a good candidate for LASIK, find out everything you need to know. I repeat that website. Go visit it today. It is RoholtVision.com. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 1069. 8.30 is when you get hooked up with those Nick Swartzen tickets. And then 8.45, I have a movie recommendation because everybody just thinks I hate everything, even though I don't. 8.45. I love driving that point home. You, you just do. don't like it. You don't like anything. Meanwhile, I like 90% <laughs> of the things I watch. <laughs> the only thing he hates is you. <laughs> no, I love all of you. I just, you know, I hate Thor and Thanos and all that other stuff. I don't even know who else, who the hell else those people are. Dude, coming up on uh, the 14th of July, yeah. Fantone and I are going to find out which members of the Stansbury Show 20 million are badass and which ones are not. We're okay. going to step, we're going to, I'm not, not going to say men from boys because women are obviously invited. We're going to separate grown-ups from kids on July the 14th, and it's because we're going to be at Elite Security Consultants. Those of you that listen to the show a lot may remember, Fantone and I went and did this. They run you through, I don't want to say simulation, because that's not right. It's, they take you, they outfit you with, like, bulletproof gear, Mm -hmm. like riot gear. Mm -hmm. They give you a gun. That is loaded with ammunition, however, not necessarily live ammunition. It's bullets that are filled with, I believe, laundry detergents. But they fire at you, and you fire in return. This is all training you on how to clear 
like a hostage situation in a building and it was awesome yeah dude i mean honestly i remember both of us talking about it the next day and you could just hear the excitement in our voice and the adrenaline rush of it it was just just phenomenal um what elite security consultants does or one of the things that they do is they work with the north coast peace officer training foundation which is a nonprofit, and a lot of local police departments don't necessarily have the training facilities available to them because of budget restrictions and you know just the million different things that kind of come along with it so you know esc works with these local police departments and gives them an opportunity to train to you know be able to because when we went through it dan and i are just dummies walking through it like hoping to shoot somebody these guys go in there learning these guys go in there learning how to you know not only protect themselves but to you know uh work on detail like what did you see as you were walking through there and all these different things so uh they're giving you the chance to kind of go through that training and raise funds for the north coast the north coast peace officer training foundation yeah, hell yeah. They're going to put you through the hostage rescue training room in a real-life scenario judged by local police and SWAT members. This is all going down July 14th uh, this year, obviously. Fantone and I will both be on site. Teams of two will enter the facility for each round, and the winning team receives a custom 300 blackout rifle. You need any more information, log on to ESCOhio.com. Again, ESCOhio.com. All right. I saw this this morning. Okay. And I don't have this problem anymore, but I did growing up. Um, my father got so mad about how lazy I was and how hard it was to get me to wake up in the morning. And I know a lot, I hear a lot of people bitch. I see a lot of people bitch on Facebook and Twitter and that whole thing. Oh, my God, so early. And I wish I didn't have to get up. And adulting's hard and all this thing, right? All right. And so some people just struggle with it. We get up really early for work. And I think once you start doing it, it just trains you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I've been doing it for a while, too. So you get used to it. I understand kids and teenagers. I think there is something like where, don't get me wrong, they're lazy. There's no question about it. But I do think there's something where it's like something about adulthood makes it you wake up earlier natural, like well, more natural. Older you get it. Yeah, yeah, I think. I mean, there's a, there's a reason why your grandparents are up at 530 in the morning. Like, right. <laughs> right. So there's a new alarm clock for some of you that may be struggling with getting up. Okay. And they're attacking another one of your senses. Not your hearing by a buzzer. Mm-hmm. They're going to wake you up by smell. So essentially what they're going to do is they're going to take like Glade type plugins and you plug it into your alarm clock the night before you go to bed. And then it, when the alarm goes off, it starts to release the scent to you. And they'll, they'll wake you up with, like, a, you know, a couple of different things. They have options here. Like espresso, okay. fresh-baked cookies. There's, like, a warm rain and, like, that kind of thing. Now, I don't think scent does it for me. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I was going to say, this wouldn't move you at all, right? Well, especially this is being presented as, hey, you're, you're, it's tough for you to get out of bed. If 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 I'm you know it's already six thirty in the morning which is sleeping in for me and I yeah. smell something and then I can smell bacon downstairs maybe that'll be enough for me but if it's like yo this is your normal wake up time this is when you're supposed to be getting up and you can't do it with your phone blaring at you and you think the sense of warm rain is gonna do it for you dude you're getting fired for sure now see you listed mine because I have long said that I believe bacon is nature's alarm clock. Okay. Like, that's like that's the right... But okay. I think it's all mental gymnastics. If I plug the plug-in into my alarm clock and I, and I go to bed, doesn't my brain know it's not really bacon? Yeah. It's not really cookies? Yeah. This is your alarm clock? And much like a buzzer, I'm just going to go, Shug here! 
right, and go back to bed. I'm not sure this works. I don't, like I said, maybe for a light sleeper, this could be something, but like, dude, I don't know. What is, I don't even know what my bedroom smells like right now. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think that, that breathing that Farts in. Farts and dank weed. <laughs> especially, that's the living room, dude. The bedroom okay, smells like enough. sex and lube. Come on. Oh now. my. Like two different things we're talking about dude, here. Gross. So I'm just telling you how it goes around my house, but it, it, I, I, I've seen, you know, the, the, this is the alarm clock that'll slap you in the face. This is the one. I think the real answer here is number one, when you hear your alarm clock, grow up, be an adult, <laughs> wake up. Uh, number two, <laughs> if it's really that much of a challenge, put your phone across the room. Then you have to get out of bed. That's a good one. I, I used to use that one a lot before I was, I was such a bad morning person, but I mean, I've been doing mornings long enough right. now where you just kind of train yourself. And honestly, I'm just older. And I've always said waking up wasn't my problem. It's going to bed is my problem. Like, I, I, I can go to bed at midnight and wake up at four. Now, am I going to be happy about no. it? No, no, but I can do it. Going to bed at eight o'clock at night is the harder thing for me. But, dude, if, you're, if you get to my age and you still have to, like, jump through hoops to try to figure out how to get up in the morning, I think it says a lot about who you are. And yeah. I think it says a lot about why you're in the position you're in. And, uh, no, I know. It's, the, it's those dark overlord CEOs that are holding you down. Not the fact that you're 45 years old and you're trying to be like, well, if you just make it smell like cookies in here, I'll get out of this bed. True Browns fans, we're looking for real, die-hard Browns fans. I'll tell you why, next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com and hooking you up with Nick Swartz and tickets at 8.30 this morning. He'll be at the Hard Rock. And we'll get you in. Nick Swartz is a funny dude. He is a funny guy. He is. I um, So once upon a time, I made him really, really mad. Okay. Of course, shocker. Uh, yeah. right, what uh, no, I on? didn't. I didn't know I did it. All right. Or I didn't know what I said was going to make him mad. We were interviewing him, and I don't know how it even got brought up, but we were talking about bad movies. Okay. And I just made a joke. I was like, well, dude, I was like, I mean, it can't be as bad as Malibu's Most Wanted. And Nick Swartzen had been in Malibu's Most Wanted. And I didn't know that. I had forgotten that. And it got real awkward. And I was looking at everybody else in the room. It was over the phone. And I was like, what's everybody? And like somebody said to me, like, got it, like, covered their mic, like, and I was like, oh, 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 man, stepped right in it there. Didn't realize that. Yeah. But Nick Swartzen is a funny, funny guy. Hilarious, actually, dude. He, you know what? What I loved him in was, uh, was it Blades of Glory? Oh with, yeah, 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 with Will Ferrell. Yep. He was so good in that movie. Everybody I know is all about the Cavs right now, right? They're yeah. in the championship series. Should be paying attention to them, and I totally get it. Yeah. But it won't be long now till we start to shift our attention to the Cleveland Browns. Aye. Now, see, you say that, but Aye. I think these things are going to be all right. I mean, I'm watching Tyrod Taylor throw balls on the numbers with nobody playing defense in practice, looking pretty good. What are we What are we defining all right as? Just like when we talked about the Cavs, it's like, well, you have to define fine. Well, we're going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. What do we define all right as? I mean, I think going 0-16 two years in a row is pretty good. <laughs> no, I, uh, I think they'll be improved. I, I, I would take the under on five wins. If, you, if, if the argument here is better than last year, 100% I'm going to agree with you because you're right. Going 0-16 was hard. Dude, I was, I, after that 1-15 year, I was like, well, there's no way they can repeat that performance. But they did. And it's, it's, it's hard not to get the like, well, it's the Browns and they're just going to F everything up again. 
but there are promising signs. I, I, I would, I'd be a liar to say there hasn't been multiple times. Receiving so- core looks good. The running back situation's pretty good. We're better at quarterback than we've been in a long, long time. And 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 offensive coordinator we upgraded. You try to you know temper your expectations, especially with an organization who has let you down for the last twenty years. Um, but longer. there's been, I mean, there's been, longer. there's been times over the past month. I'm like reading Brown's news, and I'm like, oh, dude, that looks good. Oh, I like the saying there. Oh, I like what that is, and I feel myself buying in, and I'll slap myself. I'm like, dude, no, don't do this. Do not do this. I think you can win games. I think there were games last year that were winnable, and Deshaun Kaiser threw red zone interceptions in the fourth quarter. And Tyrod Taylor, if he has done anything, it's proven he can can he can hold onto the ball and not turn it over. And I think, honestly, I don't think you need Tyrod Taylor to go and be a world beater and win you games. I just think you need him not to lose you games. And I think the receiving core is going to be pretty good. I um, Now, plenty of time to screw it up from here, and who knows. And I know that they're like, you got to earn the stripes. What does that mean? You mean, dude, come game one? The NFL's not going to let some guys have a different helmet and this and that. You're going to get the goddamn stripes. Well, that's what I was going to say. So Hugh Jackson has taken all the stripes off Brown's helmets when it comes to you know every player. But I think it's in the preseason. He'll start to award them for big plays. What 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 do they do if you don't get one? If you're on the 54 man roster or whatever, and you didn't get it in the preseason? Well, you're like I said, the NFL is not going to let you be out there with a mishmash of helmets. Like you're going to have to be uniformed. I will say though, I think the helmets without the stripe look pretty damn good, dude. I think they look cool. Like better. Uh, to me, it just like when I saw him, and and I was like, "Oh man, that looks all right." And now, dude, we're talking about an orange helmet versus an orange helmet with a brown stripe on it. So really, it all right is it's, it's a sliding scale right there. But I dude, think, I thought it looked cool. I think they could take a page from Maslin. Like, dude, Maslin knows how to play that orange really well, dude. And I think if you made it like a metallic, or maybe even you know what helmet I love honestly is those silver Maslin. Helmets where they use that orange M on the side of that. Now, obviously, you know you're not going to do that with the Browns, but I just think that metallic kind of color, like maybe if you highlighted it differently, much like like the Oregon Ducks kind of do with their helmets, I think it'd be very cool. Now, the reason why we bring the Browns up is because obviously they're going to be on HBO's Hard Knocks, mm-hmm. and uh, they need extras for this. Apparently, a production company is looking for what they're calling true Browns fans. Okay. And they're looking to feature you on HBO's Hard Knocks. Okay. Um, they posted the uh, casting information on Facebook. Apparently, you're going to be brought in for interviews on the 11th and 12th of June. So pretty much you know, a couple of days here. Right. And uh, they say it'll take place at the Berea Training Facility. And you have to be at least 18 years old. And if you're interested, um, they ask you to email Angela at AngelaBoomCasting.com and just put Hard Knocks in the title. So here's what I want to know. <laughs> what is that? What is a true Browns fan? Yeah, I, I always have a point of contention when we start talking about like true fan this. Um, what does that mean? I, 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 I don't know. I mean, is it a, a, an undying optimist like our buddy Dustin who will, you know, and he's a true Browns fan. There's no question about it. I'm going to bet you a dollar. He's probably already camped out outside of Berea right now. Dude's got nothing else going on. Get him out there, dude. He's I'm telling there. you right now. He's camped out right here <laughs> waiting to hear what we have to say about what's going to happen in the season. That's where Dustin is. He's in the parking lot with a rifle.
That's who he is. He is a true to the heart Browns fan, though. So, but, 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 bigger than you and but, I. But let's be real about something there is that he is a blind optimist with a lot of this. And if that's what they're looking for, then that's exactly the guy that with you want. All of it. <laughs> and like an, an enthusiastic optimist, too. Like he'll buy, he'll drink the orange and brown Kool Aid, he'll put on the orange colored glasses, and he'll live that life. So let me ask you this. Right? If, you, if, if, if you went to the 0 16 parade, real fan? I, I think so. Yeah. I, I, I don't view that as like, all it takes to be a fan to me is to say like, yo, I like this team. That's all it takes. Like, I don't, I, just like, are you a fan of Slayer or not? I don't know, dude. I, I Yeah. Have you, do you I like, like the, songs. Do you like the songs you've heard by them? Well, then that's a fan to me. <sighs> do you have to watch every game for you to be a fan? I don't think so. How many? Because how many people? How many people pass that test? Not not as many as we think. I'm telling you, guys like our buddy Dustin will tell you that if you shut the game off in the third quarter, not a real fan. So do you view yourself as a real Browns fan? I would. I I view myself as a Browns fan, but I understand that diehards would look at me as an on the fence or fair weather fan. They really would. I'm the kind of guy. Now, the, part of this is because I've worked in this business a long time, and right. I've been a little spoiled with tickets. And I used to work for the flagship home in the Browns, and I went to every home game. I was actually sat on the sideline and held like the circle mic, and I've done all that, right? So, if you get me in November and it's freezing cold, and I feel like they don't have a shot to win, I'm turning tickets down. And I, but so does that mean I'm not a real fan, or does that mean I'm just jaded because I've been to a thousand live events? Well, but it, and here's the thing: is like if you stood by the Browns and were blindly optimistic and cut them a break on everything over a one in thirty-two or a one in thirty-one, you're not a fan; you're a cuck, right? I mean, at that point, like where a does, fan holds you accountable? Where does your fandom? Where does it end? Where does it transition? When do you? When do you become? Because I've, I I know people have been like, hey, "Don't you laugh when the Browns lose? Therefore, you're not a fan. You love it." And I'm like, "No, I want them to win." Well, Laughing, you do laugh. At Laughing at the Browns losing has been the defense mechanism the of like it's like well dude there's literally no other way to justify to myself spending three and a half hours every Sunday dude my girlfriend's over there she's like babe we could do this that and the third we could we could clean the house we could do this you could go out there and, you know rake the leaves and I'm like no I gotta watch the Browns and like for what I, I would say you know what. They gave you the wound. You're laughing as the bandage for the wound. What else can I do? What else, what else can I do? Sit there and be like, no, this is the one they're going to get when they're just throwing interceptions in the red zone, when they can't score a touchdown, when they can't make a tackle. I should just be like, no, dude, this is it. This is the year. This is, Who cares if we haven't won a game in two years? This is a very interesting look at this because, you know, the same people who would tell us we're not real fans because we'll knock the Browns are the same people who will tell you that they're fans of this show, and yet when something doesn't go the way they want it to, they want to be able to sound off on it. And yeah. you should be able to. Yeah. Absolutely. That's part of being in the public eye. Blind allegiance rarely seems like a good idea to me. It's just, it's just, just like, oh, nope, nope, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what the, what the, what the, what the evidence is. I, this is how I feel about them. You should be angry as a Browns fan. You should be embarrassed as a Browns fan. You su- should be upset about that. Like, I, I, over, the last, over the last two years plus, I mean, after the last two decades plus, you can't be mad about that and still be a fan? That's bunk, dude. I don't buy that at all. Here's the other thing. And I don't want to knock the guy because he raised a bunch of money for charity, and that's right. awesome. And I like anybody who will use their power for good and help people who need some help, right? Okay. I like that. But, dude, Hugh Jackson waiting for the summer to jump in the lake, 
Dude, you play a winter sport, bro. Yeah. Do it in the winter. I had to go out there and do it for Project <laughs> Rebuild in the freezing cold in Myers Lake. Dude, if I can do it and Fantone can do it, then pony it up and do it in the winter, you puss. Now, Hugh, a little bit older than either one of us, and I think doctors told him, like, yo, dude, your heart's not going to be able to take that, I think is what was said if there. If his heart can take 0-16, <laughs> it can take, oh my God, I dude, the excuses, the mental gymnastics. If you can take 0-16, Hugh, you can take Lake Eerie in February, you puss. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Hey guys, it's Stansberry. Obviously, I am a Stark County resident. I am also a CSE Federal Credit Union member. And right now, all auto loans that are closed in May and June at CSE, you can choose between 90 days of no payments, cash back up to $250, or you could lower your overall rate. With CSE, you can also e-sign your loan paperwork from the dealer, your house, or wherever you happen to be, they're going to send it over via email so you can electronically sign it. And if you do your application online with CSE, you'll never have to step foot inside the brand. Days no payments means first payment due 90 days after loan closing. Finance charges accrue as of disbursement date. Cashback is valued at 1% of new funds dispersed, maximum $250. Rate discount is half a percent off the standard qualifying rate. All loans subject to approval. Program rates and terms are subject to change without notice. Other restrictions apply. Federally insured by NCUA. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. 830, we'll hook you up with these Nick Swartzen tickets. He'll be at the Hard Rock. And we'll put you in. I have this article here, and, and, and I can't figure out if this is one of these things where we're told this is happening more, but is it really? Because I don't know anybody who's doing this, although you could make the argument that maybe people wouldn't want to tell you because of the amount of judgment that will come with this. Yeah, the thought of, I don't know anybody doing this, thinking this, saying this, it feels right because it's like, dude, I'm a real person that lives in the real world. I would see this if this was happening, but I don't know. I don't even know what we're talking about here, but I just, that's not the safest assumption. More and more married couples, they say, are opening up their relationships and starting to enter into open relationships, open marriages. Now, for those of you that don't know, open marriages are essentially, you can sleep around. Now, the rules, well, there are none. There's no, like, guidebook, right? So, like, I will give you, I have a friend, Jen, right? She's married, and her and her husband like to play around a little bit. Now, they'll do it together. Sometimes they'll go to swinger houses. I think they come to this one down here all the time. They swear by it. The body shop. Yeah, dude. They ask me all the time. They're like, can we sleep on your couch when we come down to go to the body shop? <laughs> no. And well, no. no, the answer is yes to oh that. The answer is yes. Right. But so like she's allowed to like they'll play together, but she's also allowed to set up dates and doesn't have to ask for permission. Now she tells him because he likes hearing about it. But so they're into this. So it's either like you're allowed to step outside of your relationship and tell, or maybe you don't. It all depends on what your kink is. Yeah. And, you know, this is like you said, there's no rule book here. So you and your partner are going to decide what's right for you. And I mean, like when you said that, that she, that she tells her husband because he likes to hear about it is he likes to hear about it, like pervs out on it, or he likes to hear about it. I want to know what you're doing. Therefore, I know you're safe or whatever. I think it's he likes to perv out on it. Okay. Like, as a matter of fact, she'll tell me, like, she'll hook up with guys 
in the middle of the day. Their work schedules are different. Okay. And she'll take videos of herself doing stuff and send them to her husband while he's at work to get them all riled up. Now, there's a million different forms of swingers and stuff. Um, he's banging other chicks, though, so they're, yes. they're not necessarily in a cuckold situation. I know cuck gets thrown around a lot that anytime you let another dude bang out your wife, that's not necessarily what this is. That's more you're watching it and being degraded while doing it as yes. opposed to enjoying it like, hey, send me a video of this. That's more hot wife, I think yeah, is the term isn't for cuck it. like, the way they sell it to you, now I don't really know, but the way they sell it to you uh, like online is your wife sleeps with a big black dude and makes funny the size of your penis while she's doing yeah, it. Yeah, interracial stuff is a huge, huge, huge part of cuckold. Um, that ought to ease racism. <laughs> right, it's all taken care of now, guys. That's probably going to end it tomorrow. That's going to end it tomorrow. Stop kneeling, you're going to be okay. Um, but, but, what what it's become online, a big part of it is not just on like porn sites, but when somebody calls you a cuck, and Stansbury and I have both been called cucks before. Um, what? They're essentially, saying, they're essentially saying that you're so emasculated that you know feminism has taken over so much that you're a dude who will let other guys bang your wife. And that's where the insult comes in. Not necessarily what, not a true representation of what the fetish is for some dudes. They're saying what's happening here is that more and more people are starting to open their eyes to the fact that the reason why you believe in monogamy isn't because you believe in it or that it's really what you want. The reason why you end up going into monogamy is because the societal standard has been you do this. And they, they say, look, if we start changing this 20 years from now, monogamy won't be a thing. Out the window. Now, I don't know if 20 is it. But do I maybe see a place in this country where we no longer enter into marriages the way we do now? Yes. 20, 20 years, probably not. Two generations, that's something that you're talking about there. If we're talking 60 years, 50, 60, 70 years from now, which you know, you and I definitely be croaked at that point. But, I mean, our grandkids... I can. Dude, I'm I, evil. I'm living forever. <laughs> I don't necessarily. I don't necessarily see that being a problem. There, they say. Now it's important that you take time for yourself here. Also, you want to make a list of what is uh, what is okay and what's not okay. I think this is dangerous territory for a couple of different reasons here, okay. though. I think you can enter into this thinking that you're okay with it, and then the risk is too high, and then you can't see. Y- you can't close the door once it's open. I think part of that problem is, though, is yeah, once 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 you decide to pull this trigger, once you decide that this is the bridge we're crossing, yes, you've done that. And I, I, you're going to have people who are going to try to pressure their partners into this. Mm-hmm. I think a part of that problem is, Don't go is, home today though, and ask your wife to do no, it. No, hey, by the way, can we be in an open marriage? We've said it a million times. If you are married to the type of chick who's going you to have threesomes, it. you've known it, you you've know done it. it, and you've already been down that bridge. So, and if you it. are, good for you. God bless you. Go out there into the world power with you, brother. But like, you don't think that, like, well, dude, on the Stansbury show, they said 20 years from now where no one's getting married anymore. Let me bang someone else. That is going to go terribly, terribly wrong for you. The societal pressure exists for a reason. I understand the concept of, you know, uh, 200,000 or, you know, a thousand years ago, 200 years ago, there was a need for like that protector in your life. That relationship really meant something where it was like, if you leave me, 
I'm going to have nothing as a woman. You know, I, I, I can't own a home. I can't, I can't do this. I can't have a job. I understand why there was such a dependence on that. But That's with, a fair point. But with the way that things are nowadays, like, you look at the divorce rate already. You look at how many parents have divorced and, hey, I have the kids for a week. Now you have the kids for a week. Now I have the kids for a week. Now you have the kids for a week. We're already kind of getting into this territory where we're setting it up so that these relationships don't necessarily have to be what they once were of like, for the rest of my life, you are the one who's providing for me. I, I got, dude, I got a lot of stuff floating around, around my head, head right okay. now. I, right. I got, I got a lot of stuff in my head right now. I am not a jealous person, meaning under this guideline, if a girl I'm dating says, Hey, I'm going to go out with the girls. And oh my God, we're going to get marks. Oh my God, marks. After work, after work, marks. See ya. Go. I don't care. <laughs> I don't, but I, I, I feel very confident in my ability to keep you where I want you. Ultimately, on top of that, I also say that. You, people are who they are. And if she's going to cheat on you, she's yeah. going to do it. And nothing I can do is going to change that. I think you also have, not other people are going to have this, but you also have a belief that if you were to cheat on me, if this were to fall apart, I can replace you. I think a lot of people do not have I that. I do have that belief. They, they do not have that. And that's that's hard for them to like overcome because it's like, oh my God, if he leaves me, I'm going to have nothing, no one. If she leaves me, who's going to take care of me and the kids? You, you, yeah, you got true. that panic where you and where you feel like if if this seven if this billion shit, people, bitch, right? If this shit were to leave me, <laughs> see you, you have a different confidence in yourself. Exactly there. right. Now, I am jealous enough for this. I don't. I have had multi-partner sex, obviously. I've been in threesomes, foursomes. I've done this stuff, right? Obviously. <laughs> I, you know, I've, 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 I've screwed around a little bit. So many dudes want to strangle you right now listening. Like, what is, obviously, what are you talking about? I've been jerking chips up to, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, dude, you know what I mean? Then, dude, go. they buy a time machine, <laughs> go back to 22, get an eight ball of blow, and hang outside of a strip club. It's not that hard. It's really not. It is super, super simple. It really is. It's dangerous. A lot of felonies going on but ultimately at the end of the day it's an easy proposition right but i so what i'm saying is is that if i love you i don't think i could watch somebody have sex with you i have definitely shared girlfriends that i didn't really care about you know what i mean i've done things like that now maybe easier for me this is such a double standard in these things maybe easier for me to watch a woman i love make out with another like have sex with a woman right it would be hard for me to watch a woman I love have sex with another man. But I have been, while during the run of this radio show, I have been in what we considered to be an open relationship. Now, the reason why we did that is because we knew we lived too far apart. And she said to me, one night we were at dinner, and she said to me, she's like, Dan, I understand we've gone back and forth with each other forever. She's like, we live a little bit apart. And she's like, let's just be honest about who we are. We're both slutty. And she's like, and we both have done awful things to each other for so long that neither one of us really feel like we can really make this run. So why don't we just do a don't ask, don't tell? She's like, when I'm up in Cleveland and you're down in Canton, if you want to call girls and do it, fine. And when I'm up there, if I want to go out with another guy, fine. But let's not bring it to each other's doorsteps. Let's not have to discuss it. And let's just understand our worst fear is probably going down. It's already happening. It's, dude, let's just live under that guideline of our worst fear is happening. 
Probably something liberating in that, a little bit freeing in that. Uh, yeah, but it made me want her down here as often as I could get her here. Right, and yeah. then and then I mean, dude, literally every time you're having sex, I'm worried. Am I getting AIDS right now? And that's something that we're kind of not talking about here. Is well, like, there's, yeah, we're, well, yeah, that's true. There, there's there's a big part of that too, where it's like, dude, I, I, and I do I love slutty behavior. I think it's fantastic. I'm like, yeah, dude, let's do that. But and you we got retrons on the show. You run you run risks here, like it's. It's not like this is all consequence free. And no, so, no. hey, we're in, an, we're in an open relationship. Number one, what happens when you come home with gonorrhea? Well, number two, what happens when you come home with herpes? Number three, AIDS. But what happens when you come home and you got a chick pregnant? And now it's not just like, hey, dude, I love having sex with other people. Now you have a child with another person that you are now going to have to take care of. And your partner who was like, yeah, dude, I love when you bang out chicks in front of me, too. But like now, now it's not just it's not just smashing genitals. This is another life we're talking about here. I just don't think I could definitely not my wife. Like I could never marry somebody and then turn and I'm not judging you. If you can do this, I don't think it makes you a freak. I'm just I'm not built this way. I don't think I can marry somebody. I just maybe I'm too traditionally, you know, at the end of the day when I think about marriage. Well, this is that societal pressure that we were talking about and if we could eliminate that, I it, and now once again, we're in mental masturbation conversation here, but if we could eliminate that, yeah, how different would your life be? How you know what I'm saying? Like you'd be a different person if that societal issue had never been a problem. I think you could do it. So there's a show on on Showtime I love. Even though I hate everything, right? A show on Showtime I love. It's called Billions. And one of the guys on there said that the reason why monogamy is a thing is because they somebody decided it needed to be fair for lesser men. Because if, if we didn't do it this way, honestly, the real alpha men, every guy listening right now oh, thinks you're an alpha, cool. even though, dude, you yeah. don't even control the remote in your house, dude. You're not an alpha. <laughs> you, you, dude, you're, you're out there watching you know, reality shows about whores. You're, you're not an alpha. You don't even control your house. That if, that if we left it that way, real alphas would have all the women and like weaker men would have nothing. And that's where the desire for this came is to level out the playing field to essentially give guys participation trophies for being alive. Do you buy into that? Yeah, I mean, yes, in the sense of, you know, like I said, thousands of years ago, is that how the hierarchy kind of became to be? Yeah, I mean, is it is it leveling the playing field? And I think these rules exist to protect people, too. There is a little bit of whether it's it's protecting them from other partners who are going to steal your partner away to protect their feelings, to protect their like, I, I mean, it, it's and there's a little bit of this that exists in the in, in the structure of this is a good way to control people and this is a good way for the church to kind of have you under my thumb is that ownership of sexuality and uh, all, all these things play a part in it dude we see it this younger generation's less likely to get married than ever before and i've been saying this for a while and i've been struggling with a great way to really articulate what i mean and i think the internet and technology Really what it gives us the power to do is overanalyze and overexamine everything. And I think this younger generation and then the generation coming up behind them, you're just going to keep overanalyzing, overexamining, and eventually you're going to be like, why am I doing yeah, this? What is the purpose? Dude, we're, we're at a 52% divorce rate, and I'm doing this because my parents tell me to do it. Not be, I don't even really want to do this. It's my parents and my neighbors who tell me, be a doctor, be a lawyer, get married, have two kids, get the white picket fence, and ultimately, you know what most of you are figuring out? You go, you accomplish all those things, and you're still not happy. And I think ultimately, do this younger generation 
is starting to figure this out and be like, dude, we don't want this anymore. We need a new way to find a way to be happy. I would just tell you, be careful. Because I think the temptation to do this is great. But the risk is very high because if be, cool. because you don't know how you're really going to feel about it until you do it. And at that point, it's just a little bit too late. They say money cannot buy happiness, but it can buy privacy. I'll explain next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 9 o'clock, your opportunity to text your way into the iHeartRadio Music Festival. We'll do that for you at 9 o'clock this morning. People tell me all the time, money can't buy happiness, Sandsbury. You're obsessed with money. Money doesn't matter. Love matters. Money doesn't matter. And I always say that love's great, but money absolutely 100% does matter. Making the statement money doesn't matter is ridiculous. A little silly there. It's a, Yeah, it's a little short-sighted, I think. And I bring this up. Because money might not buy you happiness, but it can buy you privacy. And I think in 2018, that is happiness. I think we are we are finding less and less ways to be private in our own lives. That I think that that can be happiness today. Now, I bring this up because next week, actually a week from today, we'll start the U.S. Open. A sporting event none of you care about. <laughs> it will be contested at Shinnecock Hills, one of the toughest places to putt, they say, in U.S. Open history. And I bring this up because Tiger Woods is playing at Shinnecock Hills in the U.S. Open. And the golf world is fingers crossed he's competitive. Where they're all, the dude, they're all in. They're just hoping he can compete at the U.S. Open. Which, by the way, I'm reading his, that biography on him right now by Armin Katayan. It is a page turner. Could not, tur- could not put the book down yesterday. Even if you're not a golf fan, if you just like p- people's stories, oh my God, is that book turned out to be good? As a matter of fact, I'm going to loan it to you, Phantom. I think you'll, I, I think you'll like it. Tiger Woods pulled into the Hamptons in his twenty million. Dollar yacht named privacy. And it's interesting because if you know a little bit about Tiger, I think that's what he's wanted for a long, long time is to be like, dude, kind of, you know what I mean? I, 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 I wish I could just play golf. I wish I didn't have to have all this other stuff that comes with it. $20 million. He'll drive an hour back and forth to the course. That way he can stay on his own 155 foot boat. He bought it for 20 million back in 2004. My guess is it's probably worth a little bit more now. It's got a nine-person crew. It costs $2 million a year to operate. He's got a hot tub in there. It's got a full-blown gym. It gives him everything he needs. I read this in the biography yesterday. At the height, Tiger Woods was making $100 million a year at a rip. Just like, dude, it was like without blinking an eye. That's pretty decent. (laughs) It's all right. Dude's not so bad, man. No, man. He's not so bad. $20 million for a yacht. You get into, well, is this MC Hammer territory? Is this him spending too much? Well, I, you got to worry about that, and I think a lot of athletes do. Tiger Woods, though, dude, like he was making so much money. Dude. Yeah, I mean. Now, the divorce, 
I took a huge chunk. Elon, I think, walked away with, I think it was like $275 million or something. You know, if this was a guy who had made $100 million in his career, this it'd, be a, it'd be a bad decision. This if, this was, if this was Kevin Love, I'd be like, dude, what are you doing? But Tiger Woods has an estimated net worth of $740 million, dude. That's a lot of money. That's a lot. That's almost a billion bucks right there. So you can afford a $20 million boat. You can. I mean, it seems like, dude, it's $20 million. Who needs that? Somebody with a billion dollars needs that. That's who. Nine-person crew, $2 million a year to operate privacy. I cannot wait for the U.S. Open next week. And I, like everybody else, I really hope Tiger can at least be competitive. I don't think he'll win. I don't even think he's got a good shot to win. But if he can stay in top 10, top 15 area for the U.S. Open, I think he's got to look at that as a huge amount of success. Seven out of 10 Americans are suffering from something. I predicted this would happen, and sure enough, I'm right, and I'll tell you what it is next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy, Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes! The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 9 o'clock, we'll uh, give you the opportunity to text your way into the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Awards Festival. Festival? Festival. 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 I'm sorry. I'm so bad about that. I can never keep those straight. Hell, it's a once in a lifetime experience that happens four times a year. <laughs> I don't know why you're confused Pool about party, it. Party, I, don't this, know. That, yeah. I don't know. So, uh, essentially, what we're saying is that we constantly give you an opportunity to go to <laughs> awesome shows. It's a good lineup, too, man. Not going to lie. Uh, What's on it? You got Jack White, Ooh. Carrie Underwood, Justin Timberlake, Mariah Carey. I mean, that's a pretty star studded, heavy, top heavy, you know. I'm sure Mariah Carey would get hammered and fall down. That'll be good. Imagine Dragons, Kelly Clark. And Jason Aldean. Oh yeah, I want to go to that. Yeah, pretty uh, pretty decent show. There, they're not going to send you. No, no. they're not. <laughs> they are, no. they are not going to send you. I'm surprised they don't hate us enough to be like, you know what? We'll do this national contest on every station, but Rock 106.9. Like, I'm surprised you win Stansberry's tickets. We hate that guy. <laughs> we hate him. It is in Las Vegas, and uh, dude, you can win your way in nine o'clock. You know what else is in Las Vegas? What is that tonight? The Stanley Cup game. Golden Knights versus the Caps there. They're down three games to one. My guess is that, that it's uh, it's probably over. Ovechkin probably going to get his Stanley Cup. And he's a great hockey player. He yeah. should have a Stanley Cup win. It's just uh, Vegas has had an amazing run, and I, I, I wish they could hold off. I'm actually wearing my Golden Knights shirt right now. Yeah, you want to extend it as far as you can. Yeah, for sure you would. Um, which, by the way, everybody's like, you can't start the NBA Finals game at 8 o'clock because people on the West Coast are just getting off work at 5. If you think the NBA cares about poor people, you're out of your mind. <laughs> you are out of your mind. Is that why the tickets to sit courtside yeah. are ten thousand dollars? Because they care about factory workers in Oakland. Come on, guys. The, the the NHL games are starting at eight. We've had World Series games start at eight with Western with West Coast teams. You can do this. It's just this. This is TV networks being stuck in the old. This is prime time. Yeah, that's I, all it is. I think what should happen there is when you're. At your home court, the other coast needs to kind of accommodate you, where it's like, dude, I understand why West Coast games have to start later, and some people are going to have to go to bed in Cleveland. That's just the way it is, because, you know, you're in, you're three hours behind. But, like, dude, you can start games at 8. They can be they can be out of work at 5. Well, especially when you start games at 9, and then really, dude, then you have all the drama, and then right. Doris Burke's out there, and then right. you start the game at 925. Right. It's like, guys, come on. Start the game at 8. Speaking of the pregame uh, festivities yesterday, did you watch the National Anthem? I did not. Whew, Dude, the guy that sang the national anthem, he was like Marine or something like that, wearing like the Navy uniform. Or I turned something. it on late. I, I, don't, I don't know what I don't know what uh, military branch he was affiliated with or what it was, but he was a military. He was a serviceman, and dude, he 
killed the national. That's what everybody anthem. said. Just, just like was so freaking good, dude. I turned it on just a minute late, and I, did, I actually didn't see that. It was good. It was. Did anybody kneel? No, nobody kneeled, nobody dude. Kneeled. Everyone stood, and it was good. All right, I have a, I have a piece of information here from the Pew Research Center, mm-hmm. and I told you this was going to happen. And more so, I begged all of you to start pulling yourselves back from this before this happened. And everybody said, Jesus, Stansbury, get your tinfoil hat ready. Oh, my God. You're so paranoid. And sure enough, here we are. Seven out of ten Americans. Almost, they say, seven and ten. It turns out it shakes out 68% of you. Okay, seven and ten. 68% of you feel worn out by the amount of news that's out there and the amount of news you're consuming. I begged you people. I begged you. Start pulling back from this because this is the stuff that makes you hate one another. And I also said this. What are you paying attention to all this news for? Now, I know what some of you were thinking. Well, I'm a smart person, and I don't want to be disengaged. I don't want to be an idiot. I need to know what's going on in the world. Okay, maybe you do. But you don't need it 24 hours a day, you don't need it seven days a week, and you definitely don't need it on your Facebook timeline. But what's happening, and I also said this, remember? I said, you're, you're, you're consuming all this news, right? You're consuming it nonstop. But are you getting any more educated on anything? And I think the answer is no. Now, maybe some of you, obviously, yes. But the bulk of us, no. And this is always the example I use. Since the election cycle, we have been hammering each other. On immigration and obviously gun control in this country. We've been hammering each other back and forth. And if you're going to be honest with yourself in your car right now, are you any more brushed up on either one of those subjects than you were before? You're consuming it. You're yelling at everybody about it. You're posting memes about it. Do you actually know the facts inside these stories any more than you did a year and a half ago? If you're being honest in your car right now, the answer is, of course, no. I think a lot of things are happening here. Um, we've definitely talked about this in the past, and you know, your point, especially after hearing this, is valid. There's no question about it. And I think a part of the problem that I've had is that I filter it through how I view things and consume things, and that's not how the general public does that. Certainly, by no sh- by no stretch am I saying like, well, boy, I'm just doing more of the homework. But the general public doesn't have the the the, the expectations that I do of like, well, dude, yes, I have to watch the news, I have to be up on things, and not just like, oh, dude, I'm gonna sit there and watch CNN for 12 hours. But like, I have to be up on things where other people don't necessarily have to. Um, and for me to have for for a very long time been like, well, what do you mean you don't know this? Or what do you mean you're you're overwhelmed by this? Like, you can do the homework, and most people just can't, dude. I mean, I I, I wish you could. I wish there was the availability for it, but it's just an unrealistic thing I'm talking about. We have here. more information at our fingertips than ever before, and I think honestly, the American public's dumber than it's ever been. I don't know, if dumber, but it is frustrating. We don't use it better when literally you have every fact available to you. I mean, you just have to be the one to decipher through, you know, and, and, and kind of find out what you, you know. Well, we all have our own facts now, too. And, I mean, I guess that's part of the problem is that, like, not only is it is it an overwhelming amount of news coming at you, but it's now targeted at you. It's now, like, all right, you know. They're like smart bombs. Right. It's, it's specifically of, like, okay, this is a, a white 45-year-old dude that lives in the middle of Ohio. This is what I he's going to want to hear. And when it's laser, when it's laser focused at you like that, of course it's going to feel like it's coming at me from every angle. It's coming, you know. I've been preaching about this since the beginning uh, uh, of when I saw this starting to happen. 
is that what used to happen is the really engaged took part in these conversations and the rest of us didn't. And now everybody's just quick to pretend they're engaged. And so now you're halfway reading all these things and you're reading about all this stuff that at the end of the day you don't care about. And it's making you miserable. Sayings are saying for a reason. Ignorance is bliss. And it is. So let me ask you, what do you really get? What do you really get? Let's say, oh my God, it's irresponsible not to know what's going on in the world. Is it? I think it's probably better. I think it's probably better for your mental health not to be. And what do you really get by being engaged and know what's going on? Is is it making you better at your job? No. Are you making more money because of it? No. Are you are you being advanced in any other way in your life? No. The only thing you get out of it is you get to call your neighbor a moron. Everyone pretends like we're all experts on everything now. Doesn't matter what the conversation is. If the national conversation moves towards immigration, we're all of a sudden immigration experts. If the national conversation moves towards guns, we all know everything about guns. I'm a Supreme Court justice. I know everything about everything. And it's just like, guys, we don't. And like, there is a little bit of that that we've lost. And a part of it is, is because we have so much information. Therefore, we can go to Amrite.com and yep. and you can you can find what you yep. want and you, and, and you can you can push it down somebody's throat. There, I I I I, I agree with you that ignorance is. I get frustrated with people who live that life, but a part of it is a little bit of jealousy. A part of it, a part of it is for me is like, God, dude, I kind of wish I could do that. Now I am a person. I want to see bigger pictures. If you have new, new information available to me, I want to know that. I want to see it. I, I don't want to run from truth. But at the same time, like, there's some people and, like, I don't know, like, you know, you'll talk to your aunt or whatever. And you'll be like, hey, this, this, and this. And she's like, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're doing. You know, I have, I have zero clue what's happening in the world. And it's like, God, dude, that must be awesome. Let me tell you where I think this changed. Right? And, 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 and this should not be all that shocking. And I've preached this a thousand times. I've been in the radio business a long, long time now. Right? And it used to be FM rock shows. You didn't dive into the deep end. You were the escape from the deep end. People who came to shows like this were like, dude, I don't care about immigration. I don't care about gun control. Dude, just talk to me about people masturbating at Walmart parking lots. That's what dude. we were expected to take your mind off of it. Let me tell you the event that changed all that. It's 9-11. Changed all of that. Everybody had to be talking about that. And then it became, well, the next big thing happened. Well, I mean, we did. I mean, we kind of took over. I mean, we talked about 9-11, right? And then it became, and then all of a sudden it became, everything's really, really serious. You are consuming more news than you need, and you are being less educated than ever before. Now, I wish I knew if that statement I just said was 100% factual. Like, I wish I did have a time machine. I wish I could go to, like, the dinner table in 1955 and find out. Are you as smart as, like, because that's always sold to us that way, right? That the previous generations were more responsible, and you know what I mean? And they were more engaged. And they did all this stuff. Where I do believe maybe if you were an engaged person then, then you were seriously engaged. Where people are half in, half out now. And it's what makes it so annoying to me. But, I mean, you can say, like, yeah, we wish we could go back and sit around a 1950s dinner table and try to find out, are, are, are you really smarter then? But, like... If if you're sticking, you know whether it was by design or by by chance, like if if you're if you don't see the bigger picture and it's just like, well, I live my day to day life. I go to the factory. I come home. You know, I watch the Dick Van Dyke show on on the on the tube, and then I you know I have lights or lights lights off shirt on sex with my wife, and it's like, well, are I'm you? Or, but are you really smarter at that point? 
I mean, like... No, probably not. I, I just... But again, I think your quality of life is better. I think, dude, even... I, and, dude, I got one guy in the back of my mind right now who listens to the show every day who prides himself on being smart, and I will say he's smarter than the average bear. Yet, I catch him in misinformation every single day. And every day, he's always like, well, what about this? And I'm like, yeah, dude, but you forgot this, this, and this. And, dude, this is what I'm saying. Is, dude, all we're looking for... What did I say about the Big Bang Theory? Why did I know that show was going to be a huge hit? Because if you convince stupid people that they're smart, there's money in it. There's money in that. Much like, hey, dude, you'll have a bigger D if you take this. There's money in that. Hey, you, ladies, you'll get thinner if you take this. There's money in that. So, dude, this news cycle is giving you the opportunity to convince yourself that you're smarter, more engaged, and a much more version of an adult than you really are. And I really think you would enjoy your life more, and you would be have a better quality of life. And I think, honestly, we're going to find out you would live longer if you would pull back from this stuff, disengage a little bit, and go, you know what, dude? I need to go back to 1980s America, meaning I vote on one issue, one issue alone. I'm paying attention to that. Whoever the guy is on my side on that, that's what I'm voting for. And let's just go back to that. Ignorance is bliss. You are going, you are circling the drain of information and are not. It's like that documentary on food I watched overfed, undernourished. And that's what's happening with the information age today. And it's honestly a little disturbing. Your shot at Nick Swartzen tickets. That's November 3rd at the Hard Rock. We'll get you in next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Kenton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Yo, guys, it is Fantone from The Stansberry Show telling you about Honor Fighting Championship. It is America's fastest growing MMA promotion. Their next event, June 30th at the Chaparral's Event Center in Akron. Featuring local and professional fights, Honor Fighting Championship, they give you the ultimate MMA experience. Tickets are still available, including ringside seats, but... Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We have Nick Swartz and tickets. That show's November 3rd. We'll get you hooked up here momentarily. And then coming up at 9 o'clock, uh, you'll be able to tweet your way into the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Mm-hmm. Festival. There mm-hmm. it is. Never keep those shows straight. So many good shows we get you guys into. It's mm-hmm. hard for me to keep them all straight. When, uh, when the NFL draft happened, I was convinced we were taking Sam Darnold. And I thought, all right, well, maybe there's a play for Josh Rosen. Right? And I believe it was Thursday night the draft was. We came in here on Friday, and I was just shocked that they took Baker Mayfield. And everybody was shocked. And I was less than thrilled with it that morning. I have since changed my opinion a little bit, and I think the kid might end up being pretty good. I think Tyrod Taylor is the right guy this year, and if if I had my way, I would keep Baker Mayfield off the field. I don't think he will. I think by week six, he's your starting quarterback. Wow. But I think things are worse for another franchise in the NFL at quarterback in this year's draft than the Cleveland Browns. Okay. And I think it's the Buffalo Bills who took Josh Allen. Not a lot of sample size with Josh Allen. Played no competition. Percentage, completion percentage wasn't good. He's got a lot of upside, they say. But there was just a lot, there was a lot of negative stuff there. And I am happier with Baker Mayfield right now than I am Josh Allen. Now watch me end up being completely wrong. Buffalo wins the Super Bowl first year, and the Browns twirl at the bottom. That's probably what's going to happen because of what I'm saying right now. But I do believe that the Browns are better off with Baker Mayfield than with Josh Allen. Okay? 
I bring this up because a fellow radio brethren had to hold this promise. And pay attention, future broadcasters, future podcasters, pay attention. You got to be real careful with what you say on your shows. Got to be real careful, especially now because everybody's got Twitter. And everybody's on that gotcha tip. And people want to hold your feet to the flame of what you say. And maybe they should. I'm not sure that's so bad. Okay? But a radio producer for an AM in Buffalo, New York, said, if the Buffalo Bills select Josh Allen with Baker Mayfield or Josh Rosen still being on the board, I will quit my job. Now, we obviously took Baker one. Baker wasn't there, but they took Josh Allen and skipped over Josh Rosen. Now, I believe I believe Buffalo made a mistake there. I, I'm not sure why Rosen fell to 10. I think that's crazy. I think Arizona got themselves a huge bargain at 10 with Josh Rosen. But sure enough, the Bills did do it. And this guy's holding true to his word. And he will be leaving his post at the radio station. What a thing to have to say on the air and then hold true to it. Yeah, I understand that there's going to be times on a show where you, hyperbole gets away from you. And you're looking to you're looking to make a point. You're looking to, you know, bang your chest. You're looking to kind of uh, cut through all the other noise. You're trying to be like, "No, man, come on, I'm going to quit." And it's like, "Dude, there's plenty of things where you could like, all right, shave my head. Yeah, that sucks. I'm gonna do it. I guess I'm gonna jump in the lake. Okay, whatever. I'll do it. But quitting your job, not having, not not having an income in this industry, yeah, it's tough, when, it, when it's incredibly difficult to get in these days. Like, I don't know if I would be risking my job now. Is this a I'm quitting? The Stansberry show, and I'm going to go beyond the the Fishhead show or whatever. Is he going to go do the afternoon drive? They don't give me that. Okay, they don't give me that. But it says he will be leaving his. You know what? It does. It says he'll be leaving his post at the radio station. So is he going to go do nights now? Is he going to be like in the overnights <laughs> for like six months, and then right. all of a sudden, hey, actually, we got to hire this guy back because he was the best radio producer we had on this particular uh, sign? Is there anything you felt so confident in? That you would say, you know what, I would give up my job if this doesn't happen. What? No, because like, there's no victory on the other side. It's not like it's like, all right, either A, I'll quit this job, or B, I'll get a million dollars. It's just you making hot hot takes there. I, I, no, I wouldn't feel comfortable enough with anything to be like, all right, this is what... We're down 3-0 to the Warriors right now. Right. You, you wouldn't feel comfortable saying, I guarantee you the Warriors win, and if they don't, I give up my job? Do I think that's going to happen? Yes, of course I do. Am I willing to risk my job on it? Like I said, what's my, what's my reward there? What's what's the flip side of that? The the the, the yeah. Win. What's what's somebody pushing into the middle of the table because you're all in with your chips, right? So the, like, what is somebody matching you? The with? win is me being like, yeah, dude, we 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 drafted Josh Rosen, or we drafted Josh. You know, it's like, what, what what are you getting out of that? Yeah, I, I that's just it. I mean, I don't have kids, and this is my kid. This is the only thing in my life I I, I would love as much as like a, a child. And so I don't know what anybody could push into the center of the poker table that's going to make me like pony this up for that. I would do a shave my head thing yeah. or like something for charity. Sleep on a billboard for yeah. a week, man. Okay. I'm up on this billboard for a week. You can't get me down. I would do something stupid and hacky like that, but I'm not ponying up the job for that. What an idiot. Walked himself right into that one. Nick Swartzen, 
at the Hard Rock, November the 3rd. We'll take caller 10 right now, 1-800-243-7625. And I've been waiting all morning. Stansbury, you just hate everything. Everything you watch, you hate. You're just so negative. You're a naysayer. You're just a hater. And I watched the best movie I've seen in a year yesterday. It was awesome, and I can't wait to give you the recommendation. That's next on Rock 106.9. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the god of your choosing. Best morning ever. Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Yo, guys. Fantone from the Stansberry Show. In summertime, it is officially upon us. And let me tell you something. No matter what you have planned for this summer, whether it's going camping, going out on the beach, maybe out on the boat, going swimming, whatever you want to do for summertime fun, it is going to be a lot easier when you don't have to worry about glasses or contacts, which is why I want you to talk to the good people. This report is brought to you by UMA Office. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Fantone and I on July 14th. We'll be finding out who is the most badass of the Stansberry Show 20 million. As he and I both will be at Elite Security Consultants. And here's the deal. They're going to run you through the hostage rescue training room. Fantone and I have both done this. It's awesome. So awesome. They load you down with like riot gear. Mm -hmm. And you go in and you clear a building full of criminals. You actually fire at them. They fire at you. It's amazing. There's music blasting. The whole thing's dark. There's like lights going off. People are jumping out from behind stuff, dude. It's uh, when I when, when I did it. Uh, you can compare it kind of to an amusement park or a haunted house, but it's, mm. it, it, but it's it's amped up, dude. It's not even close. Like it's not even like that's the only thing I can even think of that gives you that same like. When Tim from ESC took me in, and he opens the first door. And he says to me, and I, you have an earpiece, an yeah. IFB in your ear. And yeah. so you can communicate with one another. He says, I'm going to open this door. You go in first. And he opened the door, and I was just slowly walking in. And next thing I know, I just saw orange flashes of a pistol being fired at me. And sure enough, the guy hit me right in the balls. <laughs> it's one of the coolest things yeah. I've ever done. Like, it's definitely one of the coolest things that I've done through a radio station in a long, long time. Uh, this all goes to benefit the North Coast Peace Officer Training Foundation. A lot of departments don't have the resources available to put themselves in those training situations. Right. And obviously, if you are a cop, you need to have run through that. You need to be as well-versed as you can possibly be. So it uh, it is it is, it is is going to uh, raise funds for them right there. And it's going to raise FUD for you. I'm telling you, dude. Oh it's God. honestly, Nicely honestly done. thank Nicely you very done. much. It's a blast, dude. I mean, I, I, I had so much fun. It was such an adrenaline rush, dude. I'd recommend it to anyone. The winning team receives a custom 300 blackout rifle. You can find out more information and also get yourself registered at ESCOhio.com. Again, ESCOhio.com. So I hear it a lot because of Twitter and Facebook and the thing. Oh my God, Sansbury, you don't like anything. Even though I really liked the new Han Solo movie, really liked it. I didn't okay. like The Last Jedi, but, I, but because of how much I didn't like The Last Jedi, I really liked Han Solo. I don't care about the Avengers movie. For all I know, the Infinity War was awesome. I'll, I'll never know because I'll never watch it. It's one of those things that as you get older, I think everyone gets this. You just get a little bit of like, all this stuff sucks, and it's not necessarily... It's not even that I don't like it. I don't like your excitement about it. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, there's a little bit of that. Yeah. All right. For all I know, Infinity War is awesome. I don't know why those movies have to be three hours, but for some reason, this makes people say to me all the time, you don't like anything. And that's not true. I like plenty. And, so, and, and I've given you a couple examples. On Netflix, there's Bobby Kennedy for president. That was amazing. The most hated woman in America on Netflix. That was amazing. Really liked it. Okay? But I watched a movie last night based on a true story that I 
think might have been the best movie I have seen in a year. Everybody played their role to a T. It was well acted. It was well written. It was well shot. And this is really important for a guy like me. It was really well scored. The music in this movie was excellent. They played you some hits, but there was also some deep tracks. And it was like, oh, man, I forgot about that song. And oh, man, I forgot about that. And it kind of took me back in the moment of when this movie was supposed to be taking place. The B-sides right there. Okay. Little, little B-sides, right? I now have Hulu with live TV. Give me the review on that. What's the, what's the, oh. what's the, you happy with it? Dude, so far, it's been a week. Love it. Okay, so love it. You get the major channels, or tell me what tell me what happens here. I get everything I want. Okay, I, I don't. So I, I can't think of the thing that I wish I had that I don't have. But it's not just like, hey, you can watch an episode of South Park. It's like you can watch Comedy Central, correct? Yes, you can. You, I, I, well, yes, I have live TV with it. Okay, so yes, I can watch it. Now it, okay. it's a little tricky with the guide. There's not really a guide. You kind of have to like scroll. You hit the live TV button. You go down, and then it's like, well, these are the previous channels you want. And then here's what's popular. It, there's no real true. Here's every channel. Now that's forty bucks a month, right? Yeah, it's about forty. Forty bucks a month yeah. plus your internet, which you obviously have to have. Yeah, essentially so, I got cable back. Well, I was gonna say, <laughs> are you still saving money? Because I, I would, know. I would assume so. If your internet's probably what sixty, seventy. Yeah, right around there. And then you throw forty on top of that. That's a hundred, hundred and ten. That's cheaper than cable. It is. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's right around there. Plus, but you know, I I also added Showtime on my um, on my Hulu because I'm a big fan of Billions. I'll probably cancel that after the, I think the season finale is Sunday. Uh, I'll probably cancel Showtime, uh, you know, out once I uh, finish that out. But I have been very, very happy with Hulu, and they also have movies. And so I had a couple hours before the Cavs game started last night, and they've been pimping this movie to me nonstop on Hulu. And I was like, I don't know if I'm even interested in this. But then I found out an actress I love is in it. Actually, two: Margot Robbie's in it; she's super hot. Yeah. And then Allison Janney. Is in this, and I love Allison Janney. For those of you that don't know, Allison Janney played C.J. Craig on my favorite TV show of all time, The West Wing, right? And she played the press secretary, and she was amazing at it. Yeah. And they are in a movie together called I Tanya, about Tanya Harding, and that whole thing that happened with her and her husband, who then again end up hiring somebody to like beat the kneecap off of Nancy Kerrigan. And dude, that is the best movie. I've seen in a year, hands down, not even close. Now it was so good. Is this like kind of like true crime documentary style, or is this just like a movie like So it, what they did was is they took interviews between Tanya Harding and like the cops and her husband, is it Jeff Gillilee? I may be saying his last okay. name pro- improperly. But it's but they took their interviews. And then recreated it and made a movie with it. Now, they actually have the actors kind of like the one time, like the husband says, this next part isn't true. I didn't do this, which is kind of like nod, nod, wink, wink. Jeff says he didn't do it. But yes, the facts actually say that he did. Right. It's kind of one of those. And it is. Let me tell you this. By the middle of this movie, you are Pulling for Tanya Harding like you never have before. I didn't realize all this. I didn't realize this girl came from nothing. I didn't realize she came from abusive parents. Her mom throws a knife at her and she gets stuck in her arm. 
It is, dude, she grew up in the slums outside of Portland, Oregon. And, dude, and, and again, people think Portland, it's all just rainbows and, you know, lattes. It's not. It's a completely, dude, Portland, Oregon and Cleveland, Ohio are the same exact city. Same exact city. They got more weirdos, but it's the same exact blue-collar, steel kind of town vibe. Especially back when Tanya Harding was growing up. It was nothing but a logger town. So are you thinking about taking a club to no. Kevin Durant's knee? No. No, no, no. <laughs> you're just like, honestly, you're talking about all this, and I'm like, you know what, dude? If you take out Durant, I take out Curry, maybe this will work. The things her parents say to her when she's a small child, especially the mother, I found myself saying, oh, my God, and laughing at all the way through. Now, how much of that is Tanya Harding telling the story? You know what I'm saying? Is she the one who's kind of painting herself of like, oh, I'm this victim, and that's why I had to do this, and that's why I, I you know, the circumstances of my life led me to this? Because, I don't know, Tanya Harding doesn't necessarily scream credibility to me. Well, no, but there was this thing, okay. She was involved in the early planning stages of trying to freak out Nancy Kerrigan. Okay. They were going to send letters is what was going to happen okay. to scare her because somebody called in a, like a, a death threat on Tanya Harding and it freaked her out and she couldn't skate. And so the husband was like, wait a minute, what if we did this to Nancy Kerrigan? And then we end up finding out it was somebody in Tanya Harding's own camp that sent the death threat to her and like sidetracked her. And so you realize these two morons meddled in this poor woman's career and took her down and completely. He actually ends up saying at the end of the movie, I ruined Tanya Harding's career. And dude, I got to tell you, even though she took part in it a little bit and she knew about some of these letters that were going to happen, I, at the end of this movie, felt so bad for Tanya. Dude, I wanted to call and offer her a job. Like, Stan's very pardoning her right I, now. Wow. I felt so bad for her. It was one of the best movies I've seen. It was the best movie I've seen in a year by a mile, and I guarantee you I watch it at least one more time before the end of the weekend. So there you go. For the Stansbury Hates Everything crowd, I, Tanya, was amazing. Check that movie out. More Stansbury Show, final hour, and your shot at the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival, next on Rock 106.9. The Stansbury Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Momentarily here, we'll give you your opportunity to text your way into the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Can never keep it straight. That's Awards, right. festival, pool parties. We do a lot of this stuff. All of them, dude. It's Just, in it's in Vegas. That's kind of what's important. Nice. Justin Timberlake, Mariah Carey, Jason Aldean, Jack White. Who I heard put on a great show last night up in Cleveland. A friend of mine uh, saw that I wanted to go and she texted me and she was like, hey, she goes, um, we just we ended up pulling Cavs tickets from friends. I have Jack White tickets if you want them. And I said, I was like, no, I'm old, dude, and I'm not fighting traffic of a concert and the NBA finals. I was like, nah, not on a Wednesday night. I really love Jack White, though. And I... To this morning when I woke up, I was like, man, I should have went to that. And I have a, I have the same feeling that that's how I'm going to feel tomorrow because I'm not going to Slayer tonight. And when right. I wake up tomorrow, I'm going to be like, what were you thinking? Yeah, but tonight you're going to be like, well, I could go to Slayer. And you're going to be like, no, I'm going to bed, dude. Yeah. Uh, also nice. worth noting, you know, Justin Timberlake, a phenomenal, you know, A-lister. Mariah Carey, a ton of hits. You've got Jason Aldean, a country music superstar. And you've also got Bobby Bones and the Raging Idiots. They're going to be playing at the iHeartRadio Music Festival as well, buddy. Just so you know that. Not only does Bobby Bones get to go to it, he gets to perform at it. Stansberry, shut up. Nobody wants you to be here. We hate you. 
That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, I got to be honest. I you miss Vegas it. terribly. I do. I, uh, for those of you that don't know, my family's lived, my brother's lived in Vegas almost 20 years now. And it's just, I don't know. I miss it. I just miss Vegas. Now, uh, we, uh, we've obviously got some summertime time coming off here. Are no, you no, no. thinking, no, you're not going to go to Vegas? Maybe Christmas break? Yeah, probably Christmas again. Okay. I'll, I'll go to Vegas. Dude, it's hot out there in the, in the summer. And um, I'm going to do a staycation. Okay. For our summer break. I'm okay. gonna, I've decided what I'm going to do is I'm, we don't even know when we're taking we it yet. We do not. Um, but I've decided what I'm going to do is I'm going to map out a couple of really good golf courses in Ohio. Um, I'm going to try to hit all the cities. Columbus, Cincinnati, Cleveland, uh, here, and I'm going to try to pick a course in all the big cities uh, of Ohio and kind of do like an Ohio one-tank trip, Stansbury Golf's Ohio. Okay, do a little Western Ohio yeah. action there and get out there, yeah. swing the clubs. That's not a bad idea at all, dude. Now, honestly, that's probably... I would also like to float down Mohican down, or, and, and do that, too. I mean, I, I definitely think you're, it's going to be a, not, not a super expensive staycation no. there. You're going to be able to do that on a pretty reasonable no, should be, budget right should be there. Reasonable. I'm like, I mean, you're talking about motel super eights in, in a golf course? Shouldn't be like that bad. It. I like that a lot, buddy. I got good news for Canton, Ohio. What is it? As uh, the Ohio High School Athletic Association Board of Trustees voted nine to zero, nine to zero on Wednesday. Basically, what they did is they have authorized the office to finalize the contract with Visit Canton and the Pro Football Hall of Fame to host the 2018 Football State Championships. The games will be played at Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium, where they should be, November the 29th through December the 2nd. Uh, this, uh, the dates and game times for the state championship in Canton games will be announced after the state semifinals November right. the 23rd. Obviously, they don't have to do that. Um, they say they don't have a signed contract, but we will have the authority to move forward. That was Tim Stride uh, said of the returning to Canton, Ohio. And I feel like this is where this should be. Now, I know it's easy for me to say that because I live here. I broadcast here, you know, and, I, and I'm a Stark County resident. But this really is football country. Like, I, I said this, like, when I worked in Cleveland, the only game that mattered up there was Ed Zignatius. That's the only high school game anybody talked about. I went to Twinsburg High School. When you graduate Twinsburg, you don't care about Twinsburg's football program oh, at all. No. You don't care at all. 50-year-old dudes, my first week here, were showing up to events in Maslin jerseys. And I thought to myself... Whoa, dude, Glory Days is real. And like personalized Maslin jerseys here, yes. too. It wasn't just like, you know, hey, dude, I grabbed a Maslin t-shirt out of the closet and just happened to be wearing it. Like, no, this is like, you know, I, dude, I mean, like there's people like tailgating at these games. So, yes, it, it is a different level here. When I, I went to my second event for Rock 106.9 and I was in Maslin and three guys showed up. They were 50 wearing Maslin jerseys. And they said to me, I won't even use the C. You live in Anton. And I went, oh, my God. This is something else. I thought I had an understanding of what this was here, and I didn't. This is, we take high school football here more seriously. Maybe you can make an argument, Texas or whatever, but we're talking about Ohio here. And so this is really where this should be. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. We all know what the crown jewel of Stark County High School football is in Maslin versus McKinley. Um, but there's just a lot of other teams. I mean, how good's Perry been? Uh, that's what I was going to say. It's just a lot of other programs. You look at Glen Oak, you look at Perry, you look at you know the, 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 these teams that are, you know, Somehow or another missed out in the conversation because it's, you know, we haven't been playing them for a hundred plus years. But like, dude, I mean, these are elite football programs. So 
the thing I'm going to say is, 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 is Columbus, you can make the argument of like, well, it's the most central place in the, in, in the state. And that way it's kind of like a true away game for everybody or for most teams it's going to be. But uh, dude, much like everything else, you know, yes, you are correct in, we live in Canton. So of course we want this to be here, but like, dude, Tom Benson stadium, dude, that's an awesome stadium and I'm sure those kids are thrilled to go out there and play on the same field where professional athletes are going out there so like it it does it just makes sense to bring it back home you can make the argument the kids would think it would be cool to play in the shoe but even if you're going to go play college football the chances you're going to end up in the hall of fame are very unlikely and if you get to share that venue with some of the greatest players, and you're right there in the as that is the backdrop, I would have to imagine what a special thing for a high school athlete. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, there's a lot of if, ifs, ands, and buts in this in this or you know this situation I'm going to present is like, can you imagine winning your high school state championship on that field? And then by the grace of God, 25 years later, you're being inducted into that hall. Like what a like, oh, my God, dude, this Bookend. is this is this is where I started it. And this is where I ended it. I mean, that would just be I mean, do you couldn't write a better story? Yeah, I um, I think it's pretty cool. And obviously, like I said, I, I'm selfish here. I want this here because it gives us thing, things to talk about. and You guys care about it and it's engaging. And I know there's a little bit of like there's going to be naysayers when when it comes to stuff about Canton and Stark County where it's like we can't depend on football. That's it can't be the the only thing that we care about in this county. We have to look at other things. But like, dude, this is bringing money in. This is giving you know, even if it's only for a weekend, these people that are going to come to those games and spend money in our restaurants and stay in our hotels and do all those things, they weren't coming without this. They weren't just going to be like, you know what, Canton, Ohio. That's you know what, you know, let's go spend a long weekend there. Nobody, I mean, literally nobody is saying that. We can't without even get this. people in Canton to come downtown, <laughs> right? So like, I mean, you got to take you got to take the victories when we get them. I absolutely. Absolutely, 100% agree. It's now time to get you guys hooked up with your trip out to the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Rock 106.9 has your shot at a trip to our iHeartRadio Music Festival. Now, text the keyword LUCKY to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message supply. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. And again, tomorrow, another shot at Nick's Words and Tickets. That show, November 3rd, Hard Rock Arcana. I have been dealing with a personal issue all morning on this program. Okay. And Fantone's unaware. I have no idea what we got here. And the rest of you are unaware. And I would never choose to be in the situation I'm in right now. All right. I, um, I miscalculated some things in my household, and it's left me... In an uncomfortable situation today, some of you choose to do this and choose to go through your daily life like this. And I got to tell you, having been in this situation since 345 this morning, I don't understand why anybody would choose this. Okay. But I planned poorly over the last two weeks. And I woke up this morning and I went to go get dressed and I realized all of my clothes were at the laundry. Ah. And <laughs> and I don't have underwear on. I was gonna say, dude, you can buy another bag of weed. They're out there. I, uh, okay, well, all right. Now we don't have underwear, dude. Ten forty-five. Now, uh, we, now we don't have underwear. All I right, have, let's let's continue this conversation. I have the no draws on right okay. now. And buddy, 
I don't like it. This 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 free balling feeling. I doesn't feel free at all. I don't like it. Now on a regular basis, you you are a a boxer brief guy, correct? Yeah, like uh, like Costanza said, my boys need a house, Jerry. Okay, I mean, there's a you know a a, a you know there's there's the comfort of boxers, yet the uh, supportive briefs right there. Like so it? I guess Good I'm system. not I'm not surprised to know that that makes you feel like, damn, dude, I don't got anything on down here. There's a uh, dude. I don't like this this sensation. Of of uh, of of well the jean there as I'm wearing yeah. denim it's got that like hard strip of denim that runs mm-hmm. through the back there and it's just like right where you know it's not good yeah and I mean obviously there's zipper uh, you know just like bare zipper unbelievably close to your genitals right now and the last thing you want to do is shift around and then you scratch the head of it on that zipper dude Ooh, geez. it's gonna oh, be oh, terrible oof. no honestly dude I was like sucking gut in this morning every time I went pee yeah. is like make sure we had clearance and like that whole thing why. Would anybody choose to live this way? Yeah, I, I, I appreciate being naked. I do. I sleep naked on a regular basis. I have no problem being naked in my house, like you know, on a right, you know, just on a, on a day. Side note. Yeah, I'm getting more comfortable in my naked body. Feeling good about that, huh? Honestly, having lost like thirty some pounds, like yeah. when I get out of the shower and I like walk past the mirror, I don't go, oh god, cover all that up now. Yeah, progress is gonna help. Yeah. There, you're gonna you're gonna feel better about yeah, yourself. Like uh, not to go too far. Side note here: Are we back on the track now? What what's going on? Oh yeah, on? we're. Yesterday, okay. pushed, right. pushed, right. pushed, right. pushed really hard yesterday. So, yeah. so, so, there was no underwear in your house. There was nothing there. So, all right, all right. What happened? So, I took the laundry in yesterday to get it done. Right. I, uh, I, I, I have my laundry done. I have hookups in my building. I just haven't bought machines. I know everybody lectures me. Whatever, it gets done. It gets folded. All I do is put it up on the shelf when it's done. It's awesome. I love it. Who is lecturing you about this, dude? You tell me, and I will. Dude, I'll go fight that person. What Facebook and Twitter, like, oh my god, Diva, oh my god, you have it done. So I was like, I normally what I'll do is is I'll like I have a laundry bag and I'm like, all right, well, you know, I'll work a shift at the Agora, then I'll I'll take cash the next day, and that way I don't have to use my debit card and I'll pay. And I had to call off the Agora shifts because I wasn't feeling well, and so like it just got to the point where it's like, well, bro, you need to get these clothes washed, right? You do. So I dropped them off yesterday, right? And then I went to the gym and worked out, and I had an extra set in my gym bag. So you can't, so you get done working out and like those are super sweaty, not doing anything with those, right? Take a shower at the gym. You put the new set on and I, uh, so then I went home and I was sitting around my house all day, kind of sweating and up all day, running back and forth. And I woke up this morning and I was like, well, we could put those back on, but that feels gross. Yeah. And then I was like, well, but so does the bag running up against the bottom of my <laughs> of my denim. That doesn't feel good either. Like, dude, I don't like this sensation at all. Now, did you did you consider like basketball shorts or like even even like pajama pants under serve as some sort of an underwear there? Oh, you're saying I should have what like just worn the basketball like shorts and then put the jeans on over top. Jeans of them. over top, right there. Yeah. No, I, uh, I I I missed that thought process this morning. <laughs> I, uh, I I guess I should. dude, I need a pocket size Fantone, a little Jeeves for the bedroom. Figure out what to do there. I don't like, dude. I don't know why any of you would choose to do this. Now, are you um, obviously you? This is not for you, not for Stansberry. But are you a fan of a female like no. not wearing underwear? No, I don't get it okay. at all. Like, dude, like like. Sometimes chicks will do that. Like, I'm not wearing any underwear. And I'm always thinking to myself, that's gross. (laughs) And honestly, is there anything hotter 
than a woman in her bra and panties? No. There's still a little bit left to be desired there. And, you know, your uh, your imagination gets to run a little wild there. I've even said this about strip clubs. I don't get naked strip clubs. I want it to go anyway. Leave it wrapped up. Well, I don't, I'm not looking to enjoy it here. I want to take it with me. And honestly, I am a bigger fan of sometimes, not every time, but those of you who have been listening a long, long time, you'll remember this, of not necessarily removing panties, but you just kind of slide them over to the side there. Just move them over to the side and then allow yourself to have access there, especially if you happen to have her in the all fours position there. That's like the best visual ever. Why would I give that up? Why would I want to? Why would I give that up? I think women in a bra and panties is the hottest thing ever. Now we all have that visual of you, and it's like, no, that's not the best visual ever at all. I'm Facebook live in that as soon as I get home. <laughs> Ass up. That's what you're getting. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 1069. 6-9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9, online for you at WRQK.com. I cannot wait to get out of here, go to the laundromat, pick up my clothes, and get some <laughs> underwear on my body. I don't like the sensation of not wearing underwear. I'm not a fan of it. I don't understand you people. I feel like this is dirty. I feel like there's, you know, what? I'll, I'll tell you what I should have definitely done this morning okay. if I was going to do this. Is, dude, the boys needed to be bonded up. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. You need to get them sprayed down if you're going to just have no barrier between you and the denim. I do. There is. I don't like it. I don't know why you would choose to live this way. You don't have to live this way, man. No, no underwear is not that expensive. You can go buy it. Like you should. I meant to go to the store to buy an extra pack last night. You know what I mean, just in case. But I forgot. I grew up uh, the son of a minister, and your life can be a little weird like that. And you can see things that are a little. I don't want. You know, and they're just kind of strange. And one of the things my dad had to do for his job was take a sinner and dunk your head under water and be like, Jesus has now washed your sins away. Okay. The baptism. Okay. Right? And before my dad had his house of worship, which was in Aurora on Route 306, um, he would do this in like lakes and stuff, like just like bodies of water. And there would just be weirdos like standing on the side of the bank of the river waiting for my dad in a suit to dunk underneath the water. Like there's like Polaroid photos in my mom's house in Vegas of him doing this for years. And I always thought it was the strangest thing in the world. A little strange. I didn't get it. I was like, what the hell is happening here? Why don't these people? I remember saying to my mom once on, on like, uh, in the bank, I was like, why don't these people shower at home? Like, why is dad like washing people? I don't. I didn't get it. I didn't understand it. And then, like, he built his church, and then we put, like, a for real baptismal on there, and then my brother and I treated it like a hot tub and threw a party in there one night, and he was furious. But I bring this up because in Ethiopia, some 80 people were set to be baptized okay. in a body of water. And before it could go too far, a crocodile ate the minister. <laughs> And I thought to myself, holy crap, dude. Imagine me being nine, just sitting there watching, <laughs> you know what I mean, Lake Placid, just take my dad and roll him at the bottom of the lake. Oh, my God, how terrifying would that be? What a way to go, right? And 
you know, I know they're going to be like, well, mysterious ways, Fantone, and you know, you you don't get to, but like, isn't there a little bit of you that questions at that point where you're standing there next in line to get baptized, next in line, and then all of a sudden, dude, there's a crocodile tearing the pastor apart? Aren't you a little bit like, dude, where's the God now? Where, where, where are you right now? If you're asking me if my faith gets shaken, the answer is 100% absolutely yes. Game four is tomorrow. Mark Munch Bishop, Munch on Sports, will join us at 7 o'clock. He'll be pumped up. He's going to tell you how the Cavs are going to win all seven games tomorrow night. (laughs) (laughs) He'll have you all fired up, ready to go. Aside from that, we're done. You'll be able to podcast today's episode shortly after 10 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a great afternoon. See ya. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9.